0: All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. My name is Victor Nieves. This is the Deep Dive Podcast, and today we're going to do something a little bit different than what we've done in the past. Normally, this podcast has been dedicated specifically to diving into political issues, and trust me, it'll it'll still you know maintain that that common theme. But I had a friend of mine reach out to me the other day. And they said, hey, Victor, just a, a question for you. They weren't necessarily asking it in a challenging way. They were just asking a genuine question. They, they were interested in knowing, what's my argument for the existence of Jesus Christ? And on top of that, what's my argument for the divinity of Jesus Christ. Now, we're going to start off, obviously, by answering the first question, which is the existence of Christ. After all, I suppose if he never existed, well, we don't even need to have the conversation on whether or not he was divine. That's kind of moot at that point if he never existed. But, uh, you know, just for some context here, right, I used to be really into this topic. It's been a little while since I've you know, dove into apologetics, which is essentially the defense of the faith. I think all of us as Christians should be somewhat well-versed in apologetics. We should all be able to answer these kinds of questions. Uh, and it, it presented a really good opportunity. So I said, you know what, rather than typing up a super long reply, I'll do a podcast on it. I'll, just, uh, I'll do a bonus episode, so there's still going to be the normal weekly upload for the deep dive. This is just kind of a sort of an extra. I wanted to put it out there. But let's start off with, uh, like I said, let's start off with the existence of Jesus Christ. Now, up until recently, there really weren't that many people who are willing to question the historical existence of a figure known as Jesus Christ. It's incredibly well-documented, and not just well-documented within the Bible, although I will mention the Bible. Um, I think, generally speaking, most people who don't believe in the Bible— will not accept that as source material, right? If you say, well, I know that Jesus was real or, uh, you know, any other historical, you know, Christian figure like Moses or something like that. If you said, well, I know that Moses is a real historical figure or Christ is a real historical figure, and they ask, oh, well, you know, where did you come to that conclusion? Like, where's your source material? If you point to the Bible as reliable as the Bible is, and we'll, we'll touch on some of this, um, but as reliable as the biblical record is as a as a history book, not just a, a you know a book of of religion, but as a history book, the Bible is incredibly accurate. But they generally speaking won't accept that. So first, I want to go to the to the secular record, and we'll quickly we'll quickly find why it is that very few people are willing to question the existence of Christ, even most. Prominent atheists won't question whether or not he existed because there's an abundance of different records from secular historians, right? So taking out the gospel accounts of, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, etc., taking, you know, just putting that on the back burner for now, there are a lot of different uh, non-biblical accounts, from secular historians or historians that were not Christian, right? There's several um, Jewish accounts of the existence of Christ. First and foremost, let's start off. We, we This is not an all-encompassing list, but these are just some of the ones uh, that are most notable that people talk about a lot. The first historian that we'll talk about uh, goes by the name—and for fair warning, I, I may butcher some of these names— Uh, They're very old and, like, Latin and stuff. But the first historian a lot of people look to is Publius Cornelius Tectus. He was a senator and a historian of the Roman Empire. He lived in the first century AD, so incredibly, incredibly close to the actual life of Jesus Christ. He was very close on the historical timeline to the existence of Christ. And there are surviving portions of his two major works. His two major works were called the Annals and the Histories. And in those works, he kind of examined the different reigns of the Roman emperors spanning from A.D. 14 to A.D. 70. And in those works, specifically in Annals 15.44, for anyone who would like to check all this, um, in Annals 15.44, He literally talks about Jesus. He's writing about Emperor Nero. Nero, obviously, this lines up with the biblical account. Nero is mentioned many times in the Bible, but he's talking about uh, this Emperor Nero. And he talks about this Christian sect, this pesky Christian sect, and about Christ, the founder of this sect of religious, annoying Christians that were, you know, Christ himself, he mentions, was put to death by, you guessed it. Pontius Pilate. That, again, lines up directly, historically speaking, with the biblical record, which what's particularly interesting about this account is that as a Roman senator and a a Roman historian, he would have absolutely no reason... Uh, to be writing about Jesus Christ in a pro-Christian way. In fact, like I said, he was writing in a pro-Nero way. He was not a fan of Christians, so you can't even make the argument, oh, well, this was thrown in there by some sort of a Christian sympathizer. This was thrown in there to somehow give the the Gospels more credibility. In In fact, kind of on the contrary, this is a guy who wasn't particularly fond of Christians. Now, The next source material I want to look at for the existence of the historical figure of Christ, once again, uh, comes from a group that definitely didn't really like Christ at the time. Uh, Actually, Christ is mentioned in the Talmud, which the Talmud is a collection of writings within the Jewish people. It's a post-biblical history of the Jewish people, and specifically in Sanhedrin 43a, it recounts this guy who happened to be of the name of Jesus, who, quote, led many Jews astray. Again, these these writings aren't exactly painting Christ uh, in a positive light. They're not happy with him. These are Jewish people, uh, you know, oftentimes, you know, the people who wrote the Talmud were people who were fairly high up in the religion of Judaism. And we know that those weren't exactly the people who liked Jesus because he led people away from, well, he fulfilled the law, right? So the people who really liked the law, they weren't exactly happy about this. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, uh, the (laughs) the ones that we sometimes refer to as muckety-mucks and et cetera, they weren't exactly stoked with Jesus, yet they still wrote about him as a historical figure. Now, the Sanhedrin Actually, they disliked him so much, they wanted to have him stoned. They did not like this guy. That's important because, again, we're not talking about a, a you know, Christian-sympathizing kind of historical document. They didn't exactly like him. But the most interesting part of the entire mentioning of Jesus in the Sanhedrin is a particular line that said, quote, you know, because they wanted him to be stoned. They said, he's going to be stoned. If they had their way, he's going to be stoned because he practiced sorcery. Now, we'll get back to that. But the reason that they mention sorcery is an acknowledgement, a extra Christian, right? These are not Christian people. These are, uh, this is the Jewish religion that clearly wants to stone him to death. They're not happy with him. That mentions that he clearly had some form of supernatural power. You don't exactly accuse someone of sorcery unless they do things like turning water to wine or multiplying the bread and the loaves and the fish and the, you know, feeding 5,000, you, you don't exactly accuse people of sorcery unless they're going around doing miracles, healing the, the the ill and the lepers and restoring sight to the blind and things of that nature. They weren't exactly happy with him. But again, there's a lot of historical uh, accounts of Jesus. We won't stop with the Talmud. We won't stop there. Uh, Let's keep going because there's a handful of these different historians uh, that are worth mentioning. The next one I want to talk about is Josephus. Now, Josephus was a first century Roman Jewish scholar. He was a historian, yada, yada. And Josephus mentions Christ a handful of different times. Now, it is worth mentioning that some of Josephus's writings appear to have been slightly doctored in order to be a little bit more christian. Now, this is made relatively obvious because Josephus, who is Jewish, he is a Jew, claimed that in some of his writings he appeared to have claimed that Jesus was Christ, he appeared to have claimed like as a matter of fact that he performed miracles and etc. So it looks to a lot of people like some of Josephus's writings doctored, and that they may have been changed. However, not all of Josephus's uh, documents had slight rewordings and changes, because in 1971, somebody named Shlomo Pines discovered an Arabic passage, an Arabic section of Josephus' writings. This time it was unaltered, it was undoctored, and it says, quote, at this time, referring to the time of Jesus, says, at this time there was a wise man Called Jesus, and his conduct was good. He was also known to be virtuous, and many people from among the Jews and other nations became his disciples. Pilate condemned him to be crucified and to die. Now, again, this is once again in alignment with the biblical record of Pontius Pilate condemning him to be crucified and die. He says, Those who had become his disciples did not abandon his discipleship. Instead, they reported that he had appeared to them after his crucifixion and that he was alive. Accordingly, he was perhaps the Messiah concerning whom the prophets have recounted different wonders. That's the account of Josephus. Now, again, we're not stopping there. The historical accounts continue. I think it is interesting, though, the way that these historical secular accounts, these accounts from people who were not Christians, did not necessarily think highly of Christians— They continually line up one for one with the biblical account that's described uh, in the Gospels. Now, the next person I want to talk about is a guy, we're just going to call him Mara, because I'm going to have such a hard time uh, trying to pronounce this guy's full name, but his full name is Mara bar Serapion. Now, this guy's account in particular is sort of unique. It's kind of interesting because he's less, I suppose, he's less of a historian and more of a guy whose mail we stole on accident. But this guy, uh, Mara, so we'll call him, he wrote a a letter to his son, and this letter has been discovered, and the contents of the letter was him describing to his kid, or, or at least referencing to his son, the unjust treatment of three different wise men. The first one he describes is the murder of Socrates. We're all familiar with the murder of Socrates. The next one is the burning of Pythagoras, and the third which is particularly interesting here in the context of this discussion is the execution of the quote wise king of the jews now this isn't uh, this is not thought to be a christian letter and the reason that people don't think or the reason that historians have in large part ruled out the possibility that this letter is of christian origin is because christians didn't call jesus the king of the jews that wasn't exactly something uh, it's still not exactly something that Christians will oftentimes refer to uh, Jesus Christ as because at the time, especially this close to the actual historical uh, context and this close to the events and all of that stuff, King of the Jews was a, a way that the Roman soldiers mocked Christ while he was being crucified. So it's not believed that this was a Christian who was writing about the wisdom of Christ and about the historical figure of Christ while also using that same terminology used to mock Christ. Okay, real quick, one more. I could do this all day, but we'll just stop on this one because I think this one is interesting. The next one I want to talk about, the next historical account of the existence of somebody like Jesus Christ is uh, from Pliny the Younger, who happened to be a Roman governor. He wrote a letter to the emperor of Rome somewhere around the year 112 AD, and he was asking for counsel, advice basically, from the emperor on how he should deal with this group of people That were called Christians, and he talks about how these group, uh, this group of people, these Christians, they would continually quote sing responsively a hymn to Christ as to a god. So this shows historical account of a group of people called Christians worshiping Christ right after Christ was no longer on the earth. So I think by now we've established that the historical record, not just the biblical record, but the historical record, uh, the secular record, definitely says that Jesus Christ was a very real historical figure. Now, on top of that, once we've established that Jesus was definitely a historical figure, all of these different accounts, except for maybe some of the Jewish accounts, all of these different accounts say that Jesus was a real guy and a good guy. He was a wise man, he was a virtuous man, he was a knowledgeable man man, they all paint him to be some sort of a good guy with the exception of the Talmud, which appears to be you know maybe the religious uh, the religious elite within the Jewish religion that weren't exactly happy with him because he he took a good portion of their followers. Um, but anyways, that now you take the historical record. It's basically undeniable, and you add on the biblical record, which is, again, eyewitness testimony from people who were with Jesus his entire life, people uh, who—many of them were actually, like, killed. I mean, the people who wrote the Bible, the writers of the Bible, the writers of the Gospels, many of them died horrible, terrible deaths and never went back on anything, right? These are people who—you know, it's not like this is just hearsay. These are people who— who said, yes, I was a disciple of Jesus Christ, knowing that they would probably be put to death for it. And many of them were put to death for it. Many of them died horrible, heinous, awful deaths, tortured, crucified, all these different things, these disciples of Christ. Yet none of them turned around and said, okay, listen, yes, Jesus was real, but, you know, we kind of fibbed some of the details. We kind of made some of this up. Don't kill me. Don't put me to death. And in fact, it was exactly the opposite. All of them stood and said, Said, Listen, I don't care how you kill me. I don't care what happens to me. This is the truth. Jesus Christ was definitely a real man and definitely the Son of God, which is a perfect transition here because I think we've, we've pretty well established the existence of God, the biblical record, or excuse me, the existence of Jesus Christ, the biblical record of Jesus Christ, the historical record, even from secular historians and people who didn't even like Jesus. So now the question is, it's no longer whether or not Jesus was a a real person. It's no longer whether or not he is a historical figure or somebody who actually existed. Now the question is whether or not Jesus Christ was divine. And for that, we are going to have to look to the Bible. But before we get there... I actually want to circle back to that peculiar sort of interesting statement that we talked about in the Jewish Talmud. Remember, the Jewish Talmud, the same text that uh, in the Sanhedrin called for the stoning of Christ. Certainly, uh, these weren't people who liked him. Remember the reason that they said that he should, that he should be stoned when they were advocating uh, that Jesus be put to death. They said, and these are not Christians. These are not people who believe in Christ. They said that he was doing, essentially doing miracles. They said he was practicing sorcery, that he had some sort of supernatural ability. So now, not only when we look at the biblical, you know, the, the Christian uh, accounts of, of what Christ said, and we're going to read off a handful of scriptures, f- you know, from the New Testament about Christ, I want us to keep in mind the fact that that these will not be the only historical examples of people saying that Jesus Christ uh, did miracles, or in the case of the Talmud, where they said that he practiced some sort of evil or sorcery or magic, supernatural abilities. It's not just Christians that have said that Jesus Christ had some sort of you know special abilities. And remember, virtually everyone, with the exception of the Talmud, virtually every historical account of Jesus references him as a wise man, as a good man, as a virtuous, knowledgeable guy. Now let's talk about some of these different Bible verses from the New Testament, from the Gospel of Jesus Christ because some of them are are you know obviously fairly compelling let's start with luke 22:70 quote and they all said are you of the, are you the son of god they're asking to jesus are you the son of god and he says to them yes I am. Now, if you go back into the old testament and you look at you know the, the first accounts of God introducing himself to man, the name that God Almighty, God the Father, the name that he gives for himself is the great I am. It's I am that I am. And Christ says, Yes, comma, I am. Another one, John 10 30. Jesus says, I and the Father are are one. John 10, 37 says, if I do not do the works of my Father, again, I am the Son, it's him saying he's the Son of God, do not believe me. Another one, he says, John uh, 10, 38, the very next verse, he says, but if I do them, though you do not believe me, believe the works, so that you may know and understand that the Father is in me, and I in the Father. John 12, 45, he who sees me Sees the one who sent me john sixteen fifteen all things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said, he that takes of mine will disclose it to you in matthew sixteen sixteen Simon Peter says, quote, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God john one one in the beginning the w- in be- in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God John one two he was in the beginning with God. Keep in mind we've established through all of the historical context, all of the historical, you know, documentation and and secular documentation of the existence of Jesus Christ, we've established that this guy was knowledgeable, virtuous, a good, wise man. Would a good, wise, virtuous, noble teacher go around telling everyone that he was quite literally the i am that he was the son of god that if you've seen me you've seen the father would would that line up no no of course not there's this famous old you know question when you get to this point in this study of jesus christ the historical figure and the divinity of jesus christ there's this there's this famous question that says okay well what is jesus christ because there's only so many options was he a liar and a lunatic Was he uh, the Messiah? Was he literally the Son of God? Or was he a made-up figment of imagination? Well, we've established that he existed. So he he cannot be a made-up figment of our imagination. So either he is a liar and a lunatic, or the biblical account is true, the historical account is true, and Jesus Christ is what he claimed to be, the Son of God, and absolutely 100 percent divine. Anyways, folks, that's all I got for you. Hopefully you enjoyed this one. Uh, I think a Sunday is a fairly timely, a fairly timely day to release something like this. Let me know if you like this stuff. Um, I'll post it to locals and uh, I'll post it to, you know all of the other platforms. So let me know on locals or I guess any other platform you want to DM me on Instagram, that's fine too. Let me know if you like this kind of stuff. It's been a while. Uh, since I dove into the world of apologetics and dove into all of this stuff. uh, I I like talking about it, so I'm more than happy to continue this series. If you'd like to see more, let me know. But uh, anyways, until next time, keep me in your prayers. Keep your country in your prayers. God bless, folks.